All right, y'all. We back with another episode of Define Legacy. I'm your host, DS Elijah McBee, and today we got one of the hottest DJs in the state of CT. All right, what's good, DJ Drewski? What's good, bro? I ain't ain't nothing, man. Just chilling, chilling. Got back into the city, you know, getting work done and stuff like that. So, facts, what's up, guys? I hear you constantly working, though. That's 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 a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in and out the city. You see me when you see me, and that's it. Like, facts, facts. You see me when you see me. Straight like yeah. that. When you see me, it's business. Yeah, when you see me, it's business, really. Straight like that. Yeah. Straight like that. Um, so if you could, man, before we dive in, um, if you could, just tell the people who you are and what it is that you do. Um, Go by the name of DJ Drewski from Connecticut, born and raised in Connecticut. Um, I've been DJing for about 10 years, 12 years, you know, that little margin. Um. Done did a college tour, was uh, the official DJ of U-Heart, did a couple of parties in around the colleges around Connecticut. Then I had to migrate from Connecticut to like Northeastern, um, other nation. And then after that, you know, moved my towns down to Miami, Vegas, yeah. Cleveland. Um, you know, it's, it's just a grind. The grind never stops, you know. Um, yeah, that's basically it, you know. Just been yeah. DJing my whole entire life. Music's my passion. And uh yeah. Okay, so so let's dive right in, right? You said the grind never stops. So let's start mm-hmm. off with how did you first get started being a DJ? Well, the way I first started getting DJing was through my cousin. My cousin, he's a he's a producer, so he just brought me to the studio. Um, and then we had they had turntables there, you know, and there was a DJ there. I don't even know the DJ name, but he I'm such a young kid, you know, I'm in middle school, hmm. you know, just want to just want to play with stuff. You know, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what's my what's my little itch. You know, music is my itch. Music is my passion. Um, So I started. Uh, started just playing with the turntables. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I feel like I could do this, you know, and it's just like anybody going to. um going to some turntables and just you know that that's calm but just to me for that i was like you know what i could do that Mm -hmm. then you know doing my little research go on youtube then i look at red bull stuff because red bull always hosts a a dj battle so i'm just looking at red bull i'm like all right cool this is this is a vibe you know then after that i saved up my money got myself a little turntables and then by by eighth grade of middle school you know, I had my own turntables. I had my own laptop, and you know, I was just putting out CDs. So I was that was my little grind to get my name out there. I'm putting out CDs. You know, as we going on class trips, like away to Boston and stuff, I'm bringing my turntables. I'm bringing my 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 laptop, sneaking yeah. it with me, even though I couldn't even do it. But just throwing little hotel parties. You know, you know, just trying to perfect my craft. So that's where it all started from. And then after that, you know. Just hit the sky. So offer one. So one thing that I noticed too was between the YouTube and you spending money on the turntables early on, you was willing to invest in yourself at an early age. So at what early was it age. you? Yeah, it wasn't me. It was just you know, I was always into sports. I was always into sports. I was always into baseball. I was always into basketball. I even played some hockey. You know, so it was just all right. Let me find something else. You know, I was good, but I wasn't good enough to make sports a priority to go to the next level yeah so i had to find something 
at an early age, which thank God, you know, I praise God that I just um that I found music. Like music found me, I found music, and then we just clicked. Yeah. And so you, you're talking about, you know, uh playing music at you know tellies and, and at hotels and stuff. So this was still in middle school? Like, were you entering high school when you were doing this? So, seventh grade is when I purchased my first turntables. Hmm. At eighth grade, I was, you know, every day, you know, as a kid, you know, come home from school. I'm throwing my book back down. Man, I'm doing my turntables. Ain't nobody doing homework right, right when they get to home from yeah. school. So, I'm just touching the turntables, just playing that. And this is when Livewire... And Ooh. all that, but bear yeah. Shirt. This Ooh. is when all and, and all that was in um in motion. So it was just like I was just always known in middle school, like, hey Drewski, make me a CD. Hmm. You feel me? And I didn't even get I didn't even get the name Drewski yet. It was hey Drew, make me a CD. Hmm. All right, cool, I got you five dollars. You know that that that's how I was hustling. You know. So at that time, that was seventh grade, eighth grade. I was making the CDs, but I wasn't even good enough where I can make mixes and sell my mixes. Mm-hmm. It was just a CD. I was doing the CDs. Like, burn me a CD, burn me a CD, burn me a CD. Okay, cool. As we get into freshman year and sophomore year, I was more of the time where, all right, I'm learning how to get my blends, my transitions correctly. And, um, Shouts to one of my main mans who definitely helped me get to where I'm at right now, DJ Game Boy. Um, he's also from Connecticut. He just took me under his wing. You know, we we grew up together, and he was like, yo, I DJ also, but I DJ in the clubs too. So I'm 13, 14, heading to these clubs, just shadowing him. So I did that for quite a while. But after, I'll say after junior and senior year, that's when I became, all right, let me get my name out. Let me get DJ Drewski name out. And the way I got my name Drewski was um, my aunt. My aunt, she was just always calling me like, hey, Drewski, hey, Drewski. So that's how I got my name like DJ that. Drewski. Yeah, so, and I just took it and ran, ran with it. Yeah, but you know, though, I'm going to consider those moments that you had with DJ Game Boy and entering clubs as a 13, 14-year-old as an internship. Yeah. I'm going to consider that. So what did it mean to you to have, in a way, an internship at, the, at, an early, at an early age like that? um, I was very grateful because I met people that, you know, a 13, 14, per, like, if you, if now at our age, if we see a youngin in a club, we're like, yo, who mans is this? You know, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. why is there a little kid in the club? Yeah. But when you, it's so different now from back then, because back then we had social media, but it wasn't really, as popular as it is now. So it was just like, all right, there's a 13, 14 year in the club. Yeah. Who cares? You know, that has nothing to do with me. But now as we see it, we'd be like, all right, this guy has to be somewhat famous. Some he has something to do with the club or something like that. So just me being behind DJ Booth at that age, I, I really appreciate it, you know. Yeah. And so and now obviously as you've evolved into your career, you go back from uh, I think I think you said seventh and eighth grade to, yeah. to moving up to high school. Senior year, right? I'm 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 thinking of prom. I'm thinking of people's senior nights. I'm thinking of people possibly turning 18 years old. So, was there ever like a level up or another stage for you once you hit like junior senior? 
Um, junior senior year. All right. So junior prom. <laughs> this is when I became like, all right, Drewski could DJ. You Here know? we go. That, that's the moment I, w- I want to get into. Whatever it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So junior prom, Drewski could DJ. So it was just like the whole school was vouching like, hey, let's have Drewski DJ. Let's have Drewski DJ. But since I was a member of the school, the school cannot physically pay me. Mm. So they booked another DJ. All right, cool. Senior year, I'm chilling with my friends. We was like, yo, we got to get you to DJ prom. So what we did, we cut corners. I told the school, hey, everybody hired DJ Game Boy. So that's how I cut the corners. Hey, y'all hired DJ Game Boy? I know I can. Right, finesse, finesse, finesse. Finesse and go to the DJ. We here, we here, we here, yeah. So that's what we did. And then um, after that, it was a movie, you know? Yeah. Teachers, the teachers like, and I was a trouble kid too. Mm. So the teachers like, oh, you don't want to deep. Like, you know, no, they didn't believe me. Don't believe me. Like, I was a class clown and everything. So I was like, all right, whatever. Then I got it turned up. Then we was chip, like, it's it's a movie. Mm. So at that time, everybody's like, all right, Drewski's the DJ. Mm. And um back then we had club upper on the rocks, we had like team parties, which mm. Game Boy was on it, but they was like always like, who's the light skinned tall dude <laughs> who's DJing with Game Boy? Like we needed him on the fire. So mm-hmm. that's when I started becoming more on flyers and stuff like that. So now it was just like when they see me in Game Boy, they was like, all right, yeah, we want y'all. You know, we want y'all. Y'all give us the vibes. Y'all give us the hype. Y'all give us everything. So it was just always more than DJing. It was like, all right, we're gonna give you a show. Mm-hmm. Whether I stand on this speaker or you stand on that speaker, we're gonna give you a show. You're gonna get it regardless. Hmm. So that's that was my high school timeline. How, how you think? How you think word traveled so fast about you being a DJ and good? What's your what's your at? Um, it was basically this, this is before social media, really. Or, or as yeah, this is like this yeah. is like MySpace and it's Facebook. Yeah, yeah, this is that type of era. So it was yeah. just more of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever believed in me, like I had, I was on the basketball team, so I made the basketball warm-up mix you know so it was just always there and then technology back then on the dj side wasn't up to par so i would have to be on my little sidekick recording my own dj drops hey y'all in the mix with dj drewski you feel me i was doing that and then put it on my mix so they was like oh drewski on the court and he got the music going like all right cool so then that's when the girls team hollered at me. Oh, could you guys make us a mix? All right, cool. Then that's when, you know, the cheerleading squad, hey, Drewski, could you make us our halftime mix? All right, cool. You know, so I would just, my little mixes and just word of mouth. That that, that was our, yeah. our social yeah. media, word of mouth, basically. Yeah. And then it was just like, I knew, I knew a couple guys from like different schools that were more popular, you know? Mm-hmm. So they was like, all right, Drewski, Hey, come! I got a house party. You and Game Boy, come, come DJ. Hmm. So we was killing the team, like the high school era. The high yeah. school era, we was. I had. Yeah, had a lot. Had a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I worked, and then it was just every year. All right, cool. And then, as I'm a senior, you know, the freshmen and sophomores look up to us. So right, right. now I'm done. I'm now I'm doing the JV's mixtapes yeah. and stuff like that. So. It was it was a vibe. It was a vibe. I I, I love that grind area. So let me ask you something. Was there anyone else in the area 
that was also doing what you were doing? At that age? Mm-hmm. Not that I know of. Mm. Not that I know of. It was it was basically me and Game Boy. We were the we were younger. Like we were the two youngest. Like he was older than me, and then I was the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But keep it fact, though, do you think that was motivating or discouraging? Um I think it was both. You know, both was just on, all right, cool. I'm here. I don't care. I don't care what people say. Right, you know, right, 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 right. People have their own opinions. All right, some people could say, hey, DJ Drewski, he's a wag DJ. But then another person could be like, DJ Drewski's the best DJ ever, you know? So I just never cared about that at a young age until, you know, I just, at that age, I wasn't worried about the money. Hmm. I was more worried about my legacy. You know, you get what I'm saying? What, what, I'm, what I'm doing, you know, how am I going to move from here to here? You know, I was always looking for the next step. Hmm. Did you have, like, even as a, a teenager in, in high school, did you have an overall goal of what it was that you wanted to do with it ultimately? Like, was there a moment where you realized, like, yo, like, I'm really, really nice at this. This isn't just a hobby. I could really make some moves with this. Yeah, when I started doing a lot of school proms, hmm. when I did, when I did, like, you know, we was doing classical. We was doing sports. You know, I was doing the Boys and Girls Club thing. Hmm. I was doing hard for high and we're really taking gigs away from upper DJs just because of people just saying my name, you know? Mm. So that's really what, what it came down. This was before like social media was. This is, yeah, we was just running. And then like, I had a little crew called stage crew, Mm. you know, cause we was DJing at the VFW. And then, you know, when it's time to go security be like, all right, DJ, who's with you? I'm like, oh, stage crew. Like, this is my stage crew. And it was just all my all my boroughs, you know, all right, cool. Yo, just stand in the back, stand in the back. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's how that's how we made my little team. So now it was just like, all right, DJ Game Boy and DJ Drewski featuring stage crew. So now we had like a little gang where we was going to parties and we was just all turning up. Mm-hmm. That's dope, though. Like, you know, your your passion, and not only are you getting paid for it, but you're having fun. Mm -hmm. Like, you you made it do all three of those things, have passion, have fun, and make money off it. But it was to the point where, like, the money didn't even care. Yeah. The money didn't care, like, and I was so young. Like, I was, like, 16, 17 when we was doing, like, proms. We was doing, you know, colleges. Yeah. So it was just like, man, I don't care about the money. I don't care about this little... $150. $150. I don't care about, you know, because yeah. we always, always had to break bread, you know. If yeah. the gig was 300 I'm breaking bread, you know. Hey, Game Boy, here's your money. You feel me? And we were yeah. spending it anyways. I was just young. All right, we spending yeah. it. Let's, let's let's get some bottles, you know. Let, yeah. We got to look apart from the other people. Right, right, right. So, but also, too, so now you're talking 16 years old in high school during proms, but as you transition to U-Heart, right? How, right. how, how, how was that? <laughs> So after that, I never went to college. I didn't take the college route. I tried the college route, but I didn't never went to college. So I went to um, Manchester. And then after that, my best, one of my best friends, um, Katie and Hall, he went to U-Heart. So he was like, yeah, man, you got to get, we got to get you down here. Because every summer, Katie used to always throw a party. And I was, I was the featured DJ, you know. So it was just a crazy party every year. So he was like, yo, you got to get to U-Heart. Mm-hmm. So, man, 
you get me there, I'm there. So just DJing over like probably like it was like three years. You know, I would say I didn't go to college, but it was like my sophomore year in college. If I was to go to college, mm-hmm. my sophomore year, you know, went to a party at U-Heart. Boom. Find out that he's damn near like the supervisor of this campus. All right. It's called a CAT campus activity team. So they were the ones that were throwing the events, you know, all right, come, we have an ice cream social over here this day. So he was like, yo, you got a DJ one for free, just so they, like, so they could prove, like, so you could prove them wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. bet. All right. And he even said, yo, I come out of pocket. At that time, I didn't drive. So he's like, I was like, yo, I just don't know how I'm going to get all my stuff over right. Man, he was like, man, we're going to figure it out. So he had like different girls, like you know, me just hey, come come pick up Drewski. <laughs> we need him over here. We need him over here. So I did it. Um, I remember my first gig. My first gig, because we was doing like room room parties. We was doing like the room parties first. But my first 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 gig at U Heart that was like paid contract and stuff like that. I had to walk into U Heart, big building, security asking me and I went with me and my boy John and he was the one driving so we was like yo it's crazy mm. signed a contract next day boom we go over there we get pulled over bro we get pulled over <laughs> we get pulled over in West Hartford they was like what you guys doing and we was like yo I got I am I'm a DJ I'm going to go DJ you heart and stuff like that he takes us both out the car he checks the trunk now, my DJ equipment is in a case. Uh-huh. It's always in a case. So the guy's like, what you guys hauling? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's on that type of line. Like, so. Yeah, he was. I was like, man, I'm about to be late for my first gig. You know, his cop is about to really. Can I cuss yeah. on you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead rock out, yeah. Really about to fuck up my whole thing. <laughs> like, so, so I said, man. But at that time, iPhone was coming out where you could see, like, U-Heart. You feel me? Wireless caller. So, thank God I had Cadian saved on the U-Heart Cadian. So, I said, you know, and Cadian's blowing my phone. I said, yo, they're calling. They're calling. So, he let us go. Boom. But he followed us from where he stopped us all the way to the campus. And then when he seen everything go on, and this wasn't even campus security or nothing. This is like. West Hartford Police Department. So we did that. And then after that, we did the opening night. And it was just a vibe like from DJing, from seeing people from like New York, because you heard, you know, New York, you got Cali, you got yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's college. Different. It's college. It's no longer high school. So you got people from the, from the country. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where I started working like, all right, cool. Let me play some Cali. Let me play some Snoop Dogg. All right. Now I got the Cali people involved. All right, cool. Let's take it to New York real quick. Now I got, you know, the whole East Coast. And yeah, this, yeah, is yeah. Hot, hot, um, this is when Hot Nigga by Bobby Smurda was lit. Damn, so let man. me play that. And then I had a young Ma going on. And then yeah. I... Woo! You know, <laughs> yes. I'm in relay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> then, then, then we got the... Then, like, I was just always used to DJing in, in Connecticut. Like, I never expanded in, outside of Connecticut at that age. That like, all right, cool. We're a big reggae state. So when I started playing reggae, boom, like the college scene was just like, all right, 
who's this guy? Like, where do you DJ at? What club you DJ at? And I said, no, I'm freelance. Like, you feel me? Like, you need me somewhere. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And this is me by myself. This is not nobody. Like, you know, I didn't bring nobody on, on board with me. It was just me and my, my white boy, John. And we was just the team. So then that's when they was like, all right, cool. Let's run it back tomorrow. We got another event tomorrow. I said, all right, cool. I'm leaving my stuff here. I just need to get a ride. And that's it. So it was, it was a vibe, you know. The next, the next day, or like when they asked you to pull up to the next day, if you don't mind, was it a paid gig as well? Man, this is the first time, like, I didn't seem like, all right, you heart was giving me damn near $1,000 a gig mm. for like three hours. That college money is different than that high school money. But that's why I loved it. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And I was just so... <laughs> I was so punctual just because at that time, you know, I'm not even 21 yet. I'm I'm getting a thousand dollars, and you know, at back then, what a thousand dollars like you know, yeah. a thousand you was up, you know, yeah, yeah. you was up. So, so I was just like, all right, cool, we get we get into it. But then, um, I had to bring like other people with me on board, other DJs on board. So I had to bring DJ Quell on board just because, all right, it's a new vibe, you know. Mm. Um, nowadays, no, nobody, I can, I can tell you right now, nowadays nobody want to hear the same, you know, the same set every single party, you know. Yeah. So now I had to bring a new vibe. So I brought Quell on. And this is just somebody who I met through Game Boy, you know. Oh, yo, you should talk to Quell. He's from Willimantic. You know, he does all the Eastern gigs. So this is me just thinking – let me connect the dots. Hey, I'll give you a U-Heart gig. You give me an Eastern gig. Mm. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's, let's get the money going, yeah. you know? So we did that. And then when I brought Quill aboard, they was like, all right, who's this guy now? Like, you feel me? So I said, yeah, he's he's under my entertainment umbrella, you know? Yeah. So that's when they started booking all of us. And then, um, I honestly, I can say Kaden done made me a lot of money, like a lot of money within that university and just DJing there. So now you got, and this is just the campus activity team. So now we got down after that, we had the Caribbean team coming up to me, the step team coming up to me. And this is just different organizations that got a budget. Mm. Oh, how much you charge? How much you charge? Boom. Hey, listen, this is my price. This is you got it or not. Yeah, we got it. Cool. Come DJ. Then that's when I had to get a manager at that time because I was I was self-managed, but it was just like I needed a manager so I could look, you know, up to par. After, after a while, you know, it's like, all right, I got to get someone to do justice for me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So it was just like I could do all the paperwork. Like I could get the W-2 sign. I could do all of that. But it was just like, all right, I want to look apart from other people. Like I'm not just a regular DJ, and I always told myself that, like, I'm going to be a celebrity DJ. Mm. I'm always going to be a celebrity DJ. I'm always going to be a DJ. This is how I'm going to set, like, spread my wings, you know. This is my lane. This is other DJ's lane. You feel yeah. me? My lane, we out. Yeah. You know, yeah. your lane, if you want to chill, you could do that. So I had to get a manager, and my manager was Eddie, um, Eddie Brown, and he was actually Quill's manager. Mm-hmm. So I said, Ed, come be my manager. You take your percent, you take your little 20%, whatever. I know I'm going to make money. So that 20% right. is going to come off the back end, off the ready. Mm-hmm. So 
that's what we was doing. And then after that, they asked me to DJ their uh their spring concert. And the first one was with uh Ace Hood, Travis, not not Travis Scott, uh Travis Porter. Oh shout yeah, out. Ace Hood, Travis Porter. Shout out. And then um Sage the Gemini, because that's when uh Red Nose Red and Nose. all that was popping. So we DJ. I opened up for Sage Gemini first. And then after that, they was like, all right, Drew, you good, good job, you know, whatever. Get the phone call. Hey, Travis, uh, Travis Porter couldn't make it. They missed the flight. Hmm. So now you got a 45-minute set. To just rock right, out. Yeah. So the sound company was just playing country music. Like, you know, they didn't care. All right, cool. We're just wasting time. Hmm. So I had to go to, like, the manager. I was like, yo, listen, I'm really a good-ass DJ. Like, let me get on stage and get them hyped for blah, blah, blah. They said, all right, cool. You, this is the songs you can't play for the next artist, whatever. So I said, Quill, you ready? Let's do this. So we got on stage. Everybody going crazy. Oh, Drewski, Drewski, Drewski. And this is why I came, like, I came prepared. You know, I had, I had the all-white on with the baseball jersey that said DJ Juski on there. So I was looking like, all right, he could fit in over there. So that's what I did. Um, and then I just had my little crew with me. And then I just brought them all on stage. You know, a lot of people can't, haven't touched the stage at all at a concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just to bring, like, just to, for me to have that type of power to bring my people up on stage, mm -hmm. I already won. You know, I already won within myself. So after that, we started turning up. And I started hosting, like, it felt like I was a rapper at one time. And I just had Quell in the back. But me and Quell worked so, so good hand-in-hand -hand together that, you know, I don't have to look back at him and tell him when to cut the music off or when to, you know, pause the music, let me do my talking. It was just like, all right, we we rocking. We rocking the stage. So after that, that's when the sound company gave me their card. They was like, yo, whenever, whenever we got concerts here, we're going to call you. Hmm. We're going to call you. Boom. So then that's when Ace Hood comes. So that's after that, we chill on campus. Then everybody's like, oh, that's Ace Hood DJ. That's Ace Hood DJ. <laughs> so we took it and run with it. Like, we're going. I, I, was, about, I was about to say, well, how'd y'all react? <laughs> no, we was like, oh, okay. And, and we was just, it's college, man. We just wanted to get drunk, you know? So yeah, all yeah, the fraternities, yeah. it was like, yo, you want a DJ? And then I was like, yo, talk to my manager. And they was like, my manager's like, yeah, just 300. So that night we was just running people's pockets. Like, I was like, yo, it's 300. So they was like, all right, cool, we got it. <laughs> Bet. And got the money. And then he was like, all right, y'all got a DJ. Like, y'all really got a DJ now. Like these, these white people, they, they got it. You feel me? So I was like, yo, I need I need help bringing my stuff upstairs. Cause we was DJing outside the window to the yard, mm -hmm. like to the courtyard. So I said, so the fraternity, I don't think, I think it was the uh, the president's side. He was like, yo, like, he just did, like, like, <laughs> he just did some snaps. And all you see is just all the look, the younger people from the fraternity just bring up the speakers and everything. I said, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I really got it. Look back. Look So, yeah, we so, turned so, it up. Was this like, this was uh, like the after party of the concert? Yes. Okay, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Like, so they had a, we had a going. And after that, like, since I did that, the school was like, all right, he's a great DJ. You know, he, he's a, he's more than a DJ. He's an entertainer. So that's how it is. Like anybody could mix two songs together, but it's whether like, 
I tell a story when I DJ, mm. you know? So it was like, all right, we're going to talk about the grind and then we're going to talk about getting girls, but then we're going to talk about getting money. Then we're going to talk about this, 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 you know, it, it varies when I DJ. So it was just like, I entertained. So when the school was like, all right, cool. We need him on board. So it was, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was Damn, a vibe. I, I never even thought about that. Telling a story as a DJ. When I go to a party, I did, you know what I'm saying? I listen to the music. I'm not even thinking about nah, it. It's telling a story. Like, like in the middle, like, all right, cool. We in the club. Ain't nobody going to want to hear no new stuff at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to tell a story. Listen, I'm in the club getting dressed. You know, I want to listen to some throwbacks. All right, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of girls. I'm playing girl songs. You feel me? Cool. I see my, let me get my, my guys involved. Cool. Let me play some hood stuff. So that's how I do it. See, that's, see, that's the thing about like knowing your craft though. Like I think being a creative is like one, one of the DJ, being a DJ, I feel like is, it might be a career where a lot of people feel like everyone can do it, right? Like, or I could be a DJ. No, yeah. But as you just stated, there's a story behind it. You got to know what you're doing. You got to, you know, read your audience. You got to, man, that, like, I'm I'm such a people person that, like, I can read the room off the rip. Mm. You know, all right, I can see some tension in here. Like, you know, I can feel some tension here. So let yeah, me not. Play if you buck. <laughs> yeah, let me not, let me not, let me not really get into it. Yeah, yeah. But. Then after that, I could read also read the room where it's like, all right, they they too they too calm. Let me turn it up real quick. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Let me let me play some finito. Let me play some stuff. That, you know, let me play yeah, one yeah, banger yeah. so I get everybody up. And then after that, let's let's smooth sail. You yeah, yeah, me? yeah. But you know, you know, you know, it's dope though about uh, your you heart story is to put it in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You said that when your first um, gigs wasn't paid, right? Like when I think when Katie and first yeah. up. He was willing to come out of pocket, but I guess whoever it was, wasn't. Yeah. So just imagine, obviously that moment turned into something bigger into, you know, something. Yeah. But just imagine if you said no. Imagine if you just say, you know what, you're not paying, so I'm a slide. Well, the reason why I didn't say no was because I knew, you know, I already did it. I just want to level up. It's always about leveling yeah. up, you know. So I done did the proms. I done did the high schools. You know, I didn't did the house parties. All right, cool. What's next? All right, college. Let me get a college party. Cool. Hey, I got one, but it ain't paid. Give me it. I know next time they're going to pay me, you know? So it was just, I had, I, I believed in myself, mm. you know? Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's just dope to me because again, you know, obviously nowadays, if, if money isn't on the table, people are going to automatically say no. Um, which well, I mean. Now, now, oh, now. Right, 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 right. Now, you know, <laughs> it's a little different now when he talks to you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. A, a handshake ain't gonna pay the bills, like <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but but I'm saying though, like to the people that's and this isn't even just being a DJ. To the people that start something new, you feel me? It's like you gotta understand that in order to kind of get to where you want to be, you gotta make some sacrifices, and it can pay off in the end. Because now, if you don't want to, you don't gotta do another thing in terms of being a DJ for free. You don't gotta, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so, no. kind of putting all that into perspective, what what did that moment mean to you to know that you we're willing to do it in a way for nothing and, and how it helped you to be where you are now. Um, I was just grateful, you know, mm-hmm. grateful that people believed. like, you feel me? Like, and then it was just like, I came to play, you know, I came to play. I was just, I was ready, you know, whatever they threw it at me. Hey, Drewski, I need you to do this. I need to, I need you to do that. All right, cool. I know next time when I ask for that number, you're going to give me it because yeah, you yeah. already know that I'm capable of filling them shoes. 
Yeah. You just got to prove yourself, which obviously yeah, you, know, sure. you did. And, and, and that's okay, too. Especially, like I said, when we both said, when you're getting started. <laughs> yeah, when you're getting started, you got to lower your standards a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and that's where a couple new DJs, as I'm now in age, like that, I don't see. Like, they're not willing to hustle, you know. They're just willing to find out the quick dollar, you know. But to each his own. That's what I say. Right, right. And, I mean, it, it takes time. I mean, even yeah. though like it sounded like once you got to Uhar, you were kind of running it up. Like it didn't. Take I was you. running it up. Hey, yeah. give me this yeah. Spanish party. All right, give me. A, I could do it. You know, because <laughs> it was just like I was just using my resources. Hmm. You know, I had I had DJ Quell behind my back. So Quell was from Willamantic, so he was doing Eastern, and he's a lot older than me. So he's like, "Oh yeah, I did I I did this, but at Eastern. All right, cool. So what vibe is we doing? You know, I was just taking notes from him. All right, cool. Let's do it." Yeah. Oh, Spanish party. Cool. Listen, Suavemente is the banger. Don't play that yet. Like you feel me? Like, like you so knew. Was, all right, so you, so you kind of knew, you know, all different types of music. Mm-hmm. I had to. Right. Mm. I had to. You know, at when you're a young DJ, you have to. Don't think you're gonna get the best gigs. You know, there's gigs where I had to DJ a whole Spanish party. And I don't like at, at that time my computer wasn't equipped with every Spanish song, so it was just like I'm struggling, you know. I'm playing the song damn near twice, mm. so it was just all right, cool. You need to learn if you want to be a DJ. Listen, on my laptop now I have music from like France, I have Armenian music, you know, I have Indian music, like you know. So when you do these private gigs that pay more. Than what the club is, because everybody wants to be in a club. Mm-hmm. Every DJ, like every DJ wants to be in a club. But every DJ don't know that private gigs pay more mm. in club. Mm. Weddings pay way more than anything. You know what I'm saying? The corporate events pay more. Like these private gigs pay more. So when I had to learn, I I had to learn that. And that's when Quill was like, man. Fuck these clubs, Drew. Like, you feel me? Let's get the private money. And I'm like, nah, man, I want to be in the clubs. Like, you feel me? But that's just me being young. And I always want to turn up, turn up, turn up. And he was just, all, he had to drill that professional side. Like, hey, what you make in the club for two hours is damn near an hour. You feel me? Yeah. So, so talk about what, what 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 adjustment did you have to make though in order to really make make that move or just think to yourself? I had to humble myself. You know, I was on my high horse. Like, hey, I'm at U Heart. You know, and even at that time where I was DJing at U Heart, I was DJing at UConn. I was DJing at Southern. I was DJing at Eastern. So I'm like, all right, I'm the man. Like, I I got all these colleges on here. The man could be the man, but if your pockets ain't you know growing, yeah then you ain't no man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a facade, you know? So it was just more of the fact that he had to teach me, all right, Drewski, let's get into, let's get, let's get some real money. You getting money, let's get some real money. Let's get these weddings. Mm. So boom, I'm DJing wedding. All I had to do was talk for the wedding, you know, introduce the bride, the, the bridal party. Again, 1500 to just talk on the mic. Mm. And I'm not sweating, you know, just go there nice up to par and talk, introducing blah, 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 blah. Make it up, make some noise, Woo. 1500. Yeah. Oh, 
This is the money you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sweet 16. Hey, I need you to do a sweet 16 from blah, blah, blah. They they willing to pay 4000 mm. I'm hearing numbers that you don't hear in the club. Yeah. Let a, you don't, you ain't getting 400 in the club unless you damn near a celebrity or something like that. So now I'm like, all right, cool. Let me get to the private side. Let me let me expand. And it's always about expanding, heading to the next level. You know, that's all it is with this yeah. whole DJing stuff. Like, how can you be better than yesterday? Mm. You know, so that's what I did. Yeah. I started tapping into the private side, but I would still have my little turn up side with the colleges and stuff like that. Right. So now I'm getting double booked. Hey, listen, I got a Sweet 16 to do, but after Sweet 16, I can come to U-Heart and do their fashion show at the park. Mm. You know, so I'm getting two bags in one day. That's mm. what, like, you know, and that's what Quell installed in my head. You know, just having a manager, too, and Ed also. So it was just like, hey, Drewski, like, you're talented. You have, you're, ent- you're an entertainer, mm. you know, so let's get it popping. That's real, bro. I think, honestly, I think the biggest lesson in that is thinking bigger. Like, yeah, however, always. However, however good you are, some think bigger. Like you know, yeah. you can always do more. That's tough. Shout out to him. Nah, yeah, and and they had it. Like, mind you, I'm young. You know, turning 21, so I'm getting blacked out, drunk, and stuff after I'm done DJing. Hmm. It was like, nah, Drewski, you could get more money in one night. Like they taught me, like you could damn near touch three clubs in one night if you really wanted to. Hmm. You could touch two gigs. So if you have a private gig and then you could go over there, there was times where I was going to the club in a suit, in a full suit after a wedding just to just to get it done. Yeah. So I appreciate them for that, honestly. Yeah, cause, I mean, do you have, I guess, any – so th- that part sounds good. Do you have any regrets in terms of your overall um, path to where you are now? No, honestly, I everything happens for a reason, and I, I'm grateful I haven't done no stupid shit like – Right. Like, right. you know, stupid. Sh- I had done stupid moments where I'm cussing out the bar manager because he shut my set down early, mm. you know, and that's just me being immature as a DJ. You know, I have that regret. I always have that regret. You know, to this day, I still do that. Mm. Like, yeah, well, y'all told me though too. Why is it shut off at one thirty? The fuck yeah. is right. And I'm and like at that time when you got it going and you hype and you just so in the. In the yeah, especially at 30 in the night, like you know, that's that's peak. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's no, peak. I'm, I'm on, yeah, yeah. So now, so now it's just like I don't regret that, but also you need to know when to act professional, when not that 1 30. Like now, now they shut me off. All right, cool, hmm. quick, I get paid. Let's do it. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's what I'm they shut you off at 1 30. They still like, they still oh, see yeah. payment. Yeah, they it's still set payment. It's just like something happened at a party that I can't control. Right, you know, right. all I can control is the music. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So if there's a fight going on, I I am damn near responsible, but also it's the club's responsibility. You should have had enough securities type, you know. Wait, why are they saying you responsible? Because like a certain song you could play? Yeah, it was just, you know, oh, they too hype. You know, even even like when I DJ concerts, you know, I can't be playing Finito. Then I can't be playing like Nuck if you book. Like I can't be doing that because it's just a hazard. Like you know, right, right. Yeah, they they be saying that. I think uh, what it was an NWA movie. It's like just in general, like all right, you know, play you know, play Dreams and Nightmares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, don't, like, but don't get you know, don't get don't flood shit with Chief Key. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, there's 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 times where I didn't DJ concerts and they was like in my ear, like, calm it down. It's time. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey calm it down. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, man. So after um, you know, your your the time you spent DJ at U Heart, what's been life <laughs> been like after as you've continued to grow? your career um, as opposed to just doing um, college parties and being in the club. I mean, so, I know about the private gigs, but overall. So after, after I'll say right about after you heart, um, I was more on the, I was more on the traveling side. Let me, let me see how I can get outside of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had a couple of friends that went to school, you know, and uh, New Hampshire. I had a couple of friends that went to, Boston. I had a couple of friends that went to Delaware. So I was like, yo, let me and college radio back then was like so it it was worth it, you know, as a DJ. So I'm I'm going to college, I'm going to Delaware. I'm DJing on the radio. Cool. Let me add that to the resume. I'm going to uh um, what's that college? Uh not not masters. Uh, what state? I'm college in, in, in north in north uh not north uh New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, no college uh, uh Franklin Pierce. There we go. I'm going okay. to Franklin Pierce. Boom. Oh, but um Dante didn't go, did he? Yeah. Okay. They were getting they were getting me the gigs out there. Cool. Then I'm going to Plymouth. And mm. Plymouth is like the party school. Cool. So I met this one dude named Tails. Um and Tails, like I knew him from Instagram. This is when Instagram was popping and stuff like that. So I knew him from Instagram and to come Come by Tails was a great deed for me because Tails was trying to be an artist. You know, he, he was he was a rapper. Yeah. Cool. Tails was coming to my parties when I was in New Hampshire at Plymouth and at Franklin Pierce was like, yo, play my music. And me, I'm cool with it. Hey, play your music, whatever. You want to give me whatever for it? Cool. Mm. Here. Boop. Played it. Mm. I never seen a party go from here to here off of a music, like a song that everybody knows that I don't even know. Mm. So cool. I'm like, yo, where you from? He's like, yo, I'm from Middletown, Connecticut. And damn, nigga, that's where I'm from. Yeah. And I don't even see you. Like, you feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm not from Middletown, but like, I, you feel me from the way. Yeah. 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 You feel yeah. me? He's like, yeah, man. Like, he's like, I don't really live there. I live with my brother. I said, who's your brother type shit? He's like, Andre Drummond. I said, man, the basketball player, I used to play basketball against him mm. <clears throat> freshman year at sports. You know, I had to guard this tall motherfucker. So I was like, <laughs> all right, cool, whatever. He was like, yeah, we going on tour. We need a DJ. I said, man, whatever. I'm always open for opportunities. He's like, yo, we'll hit you up. So I'm just, you know, nonchalant. Just like, all right, yeah, just hit me. Here's my number. You know, whatever. You hit me when you hit me. He hit me. Hit me up. Like, listen. This date's from this date's. Are you willing to do it? And I said, yeah. At that time, I didn't have money to travel. Boom, 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 boom. You get what I'm saying? Like, all right, we're doing two days here. Then we're doing two days here. Then we're doing three days here. Then we're doing five days here. But we're going to do a month over here. I didn't have that type of money. Yeah, they were, they're, they're moving. And yeah. They're moving. You get what I'm saying? You can't compete with a millionaire. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't. That's tough. I'm about to say, I thought it was going to be like one or two trips, but then when you start talking here, 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 like, oh. Yeah, it was here, here, here. It was really like a tour, like a 10-day tour, like a 
10 city tour, you know? So then I said, you know what? I'm with it. Hmm. Call me. So I remember I got the call from, I got the FaceTime from uh, Tails and Tails like, yeah, this is drumming right here. So Tails FaceTiming me drumming. He's like, yo, this is our DJ. Like he's, he's it. You feel me? I'm like, what's up? What's up? He's like, yo, what are you doing today? Mind you, I'm in my bed just chilling. What are you doing today? I said, nothing. Why? What's up? He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to order you an Uber to come all the way to Boston to see my game. And you're, and you're in Connecticut. And I'm in Connecticut. Okay. He's like, send me your address. Boom. Send the address. This big ass truck. <laughs> this dude ordered me like an Uber XL. Big ass suburban. He's like, Andrew, the dude opened the door for me and everything. Like pulled up right in front of my crib. Pulled, opened the door and everything. I said, all right. This is what the lifestyle is. You feel me? Like Lifestyle. Yeah, it's my lifestyle. Took me. He's like, "Oh, you're going to Boston?" I said, "Yeah." So, this is we pulled up at the Ritz Carlton. I never been in a Ritz Carlton, like you know, I done been in the casino penthouse. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. But when you go into the Ritz, and this is where Ply song came up, mm. ran from the plug twice, and <laughs> I was like, "All right, <laughs> man, they had." They had water in the Uber XL. You know, the guy offered me nips in there. So I was like, all right. We, oh, this type of time you're on. This is the type of time you're on. Boom, we went there. And it was just like an introduction. He was like, what's up? Like, man, I'm I'm having, my tickets was damn near five seats behind the bench. You know? So it was just like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, I'm getting that special treatment. So yeah. cool. And then the dude was like, Dre was like, after the game, you know, I had a family friendly friends and family passed so i was just chilling on the court mm. dre's like yeah man you ready for this tour me <laughs> you hear me so i did the tour and then he's like yeah man um send me your information and everything i'm gonna f- fly you out to detroit so we can just practice and everything mm. so all right every it's all everything was moving fast though everything was like moving, man like it was just it's just like, all right, cool. Today's today's Thursday. Like today's Thursday, the tour started like in two weeks, mm. and I just met you for the first time. Like you yeah. feel me? So cool. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like you feel me? And he's like, yo, you look familiar. And I just told him our background type stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, I used to give y'all niggas hell. Damn nigga, you six times. You can't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll bust your ass. No, you won't. No, like, what you gonna so, say that? So boom, they invited me out. The first night, you know, we went to the club, and this is like in what was the first tour? The first tour was, I think, I would say, I was gonna say Michigan. Hmm. No, the first tour was in Dallas. The first stop was in Dallas. So he had his agent and everybody called me. Hey, listen, your flight is from Boston all the way to Dallas. Straight away. Boom. All right, cool. I had to get a ride to Boston. Then I went to Dallas. Boom. Say, yo, uh, I'm in Dallas. What's up? All right, cool. I got an Uber to pick you up right now. Mm. Another fucking truck. I said, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> like, Moving. Moving. We pull, we pull up to this house. I've been in some nice-ass houses. But the house, like, for my first time seeing, like, my this is my, I'm talking about my first time, like, first time, boom. You got two cars, 
you feel me? You had a sprinter there and then like two bourbons. I said, all right, cool. I walk in there, boom. Just huge, a mansion, you feel me? And I'm like, damn. You feel me? He's like, yeah, I'm going to show you a room. Boom, I was in the room. I had my own bathroom, my own everything. So as I'm walking around the house, you know, I'm meeting all these different people. Mind you, the only people I know is Tails and Drummond. Hmm. I didn't meet the security, like his security guard. I didn't meet none of his friends. And you was so, down there dolo, right? Like, it was just you. Like, it wasn't. It was just me. Like, it was just me. So, boom. I'm just meeting people. And they was like, yo, this is the DJ. So, everybody's like, oh, all right, cool. It was just love. It was just mad yeah, love yeah. type shit. They was like, yeah, like, man, plug in type shit. And I said, all right, cool. So, I'm just getting vibes. Like, I'm just playing music. And, uh, and they was like, all right, cool. We're going to send you on music. Boom, they sent our music. They was just like, play it whenever you can. So this is just me being as good as a DJ as I am now. Like, I'm mixing one of Tail's songs with, like, a little Baby song. Mm-hmm. And they was like, all right, cool. Like, all right, we we, we hear you. We hear you. Right, so right, cool. right. And then Tails is just like, I told you. Like, I told you this dude nice type Woo. shit. So when we did that, and then I'm like, I'm just still, like, shocked. Like, all right. You know, I'm just being polite. Yo, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. But whatever. We go to the club. Mind you, the bottles come out. Whatever. I'm having fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I said, wait. I'm in Dallas. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. I leave the section to go talk to the DJ. <laughs> wait, what you, wait, wait, why? Wait, what do you mean you in Dallas? What am I doing? Like, I'm in Dallas. Right? I'm in Dallas. I'm on tour. I leave... Uh-huh. You feel me? I got drumming in this section, right? I get to talking to sweet shit, you know. Hey, listen, I'm um Andre's drumming official DJ. You know, do you mind if you could play a couple of his songs? Mm. Mm. So I'm just they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I see I'm making noise over there with the bottles and everything. I say, yo, we got another round of bottles coming up. Play this song when we come out. Okay, 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 okay. Use plotting, use plotting. I, I hear you. Plotting. I them plotting. niggas thought I went to the bathroom, so yeah. I come back to the section. They're like, where you at? I was in the bathroom. Bro. Oh. Bottle came out. The music started hitting. They started playing drum and shit. Drum and turn. He's like, all right, you here for the right reason. Like, yeah. here for the right reason. Like, like, so I just I just worked like that. I was like, all right, cool. And then the DJ was just hitting my phone up. Like, hey, you mind if you could send me more music? Man, I sent him the whole tour of all the artists. <laughs> <laughs> like so after that, all the artists was, like everybody that was on that tour was like, "All right, Drewski, you 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 know, like you feel me? Yeah, you get it, you get it, you get you it, you get it. It's time to work, type shit. Yeah, so whatever. I, we just chilling there. Then after that, we did the next stop, and then that's when they started noticing like that I'm doing this little move. You feel me? All yeah. right, and let me go to work real quick. You know, so I was just. And that's just me networking. So now I got I got a DJ in Dallas that anytime I go to Dallas now, I know the, who to hit. Yeah. You know, so we was just doing that at every club that we was hitting. You know, we'll we'll do our we'll go to the club, then we'll have our show, and then we'll go to the club right after the show. So it was just all that. The day after the show in Dallas, I bring my laptop with me. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I was like, let me see how I could DJ inside the club now. So I'm bringing my book bag. And, you know, they're not going to search. Like, when you go to clubs, they're not going to search 
Andre Drummond. They're not going to search his entourage. You know, we're we're going to VIP entrance, and he's a high profile. You know, they're not going to search none of them. So I bought my book bag. Cool. I had my laptop. Go missing again. Yo, where Drewski? Where Drewski? Next thing you know, you hear me on the mic. Hey, listen, I got my brother Andre Drummond in the club. We're going to play some shit. Boom. Start playing his music. Them niggas look, and it was like, hey, like, it's lit. <laughs> like, now you won't, like, I'm making a name for myself, you know? And it's just, my voice is so distinctive when I get on that microphone that niggas like, all right, who is this? Like, it's not your regular shit. Like, I bring the energy. So it was like, all right, cool. Now drummer's like, all right, cool. Like, we got it. Yeah. So we were doing that everywhere. And then they was like, yo, Drew, don't go missing no more. Like, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Appreciate you for playing the music, but we got to make sure you know where you at. <laughs> yeah, so so we did that. And then we was just doing, we was just going to tour to tour to tour. And then after the tour was done, went back home. Dre just texted me. He goes, what you doing for the next, for the rest of the summer? I go, man, I'm just working out here, whatever. He's like, hey, come live with me. All right. I done seen the lifestyle, but now I'm going to really Every be in the lifestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he flew me out to Vegas, right? The fight, he, like, he was like, he was like, yo, what are you doing right now? He hit me with another, what are you doing? I said, I said, yeah, I'll live out there. Just let me know whenever. It was one day, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a gig, like, middle of a private gig. He goes, what are you doing within the next two hours? <laughs> I said, what? I said, yo, I'm at a gig right now. The gig ends at blah, blah, blah. He goes, who you with? Could you have somebody cover it? I said, yeah, I can have somebody cover it. What's up? He goes, all right, you got two hours to make it at the, air- at the airport. Here's your ticket. <laughs> what? Why is he moving like that? He can't let no, you. Know, and I'm like, but at, at him, like, if it's just he moves too quick. So we was like, I was like all right, two hours I got. It. All right, cool. I called Quell. Quell, come take over this gig. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> You can keep all the money. You can keep all the money. <laughs> and he's like, wow, what's up? So I told Quill, Quill's like, go ahead. That's your that's your door. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's your that's your meal ticket. Go. Just that's go. Weird. Like, you feel me? Yeah. I got it. Man, I come from all the way from the north thing, come back to my house in the, in Newington. Boom. Pack my bag. <laughs> you got two hours. Two <laughs> hours. <laughs> Then I had the Bradley, and then I got I made the plane. All right, so I made a plane. I made a plane, but my bags didn't make the plane. Hmm. Like my clothes clothes. It was just like it was it was just too close. I couldn't bring it as a carry-on. Okay. Like well, I tell you I had a luggage. I said I, two months I have a luggage. I got clothes. You feel me? Yeah. So boom, I get to the airport. And then everything, we get to the house and stuff like that. He was like, damn, all you brought is your book bag and your turntable? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, man, I, I'll worry about everything later. He goes, man, if you need to go to the mall, like, I'll take you. I said, Dre, don't even do that. Like, like <laughs> he goes, nah, man, I got you. Like, we, we about to head out anyways. I said, where are we going? He goes, oh, we're going to this pool party. Mm-hmm. And Vegas is so strict, like, with their dress codes and everything. So we go to the pool party. I had them Nike sweat shorts. Oh, it's probably clear. You probably couldn't. Yeah. What? Yeah, didn't cool. get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And then Dre was like, man, whatever you pay for the shorts, like, go get some shorts. They're about to get for them. He goes, whatever you pay for the shorts, I'll reimburse you. 
I said, all right, cool. I'm thinking I'm about to get some $20 shorts in the gift shop or something yeah, like that. Just to get by, you know, just, to, just for the, you know, just for the day. It's Vegas. I said, oh, <laughs> shit. The most I'm spending is like $80. Man, I spent $160 on some swim trunks. I said, man. On some swim trunks. I said, man, Drake better give him my fucking money. Like, I don't care how much money you got. <laughs> <laughs> on the swim truck in Vegas. So he's like, yo, you got in. I said, man, I got in. Like, I, I ain't going to be in Vegas stuck like this. Right, right, right. So whatever. He goes, man, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. Whatever. You feel me? So we're in a party, whatever. We show up to the house. We see a luggage in front of the gate. I go, my luggage. They was like, wait, Drew, you, what the fuck is this? Like, I said, yo, my luggage got stuck back in, in Connecticut and shit like that. So they was like, all right, cool. We, we cooling, but. After that, after he invited me to Vegas, it was just, like, we clicked like this. Like, you know, and I'm grateful that I met him. I'm, I'm grateful for Tails. Like, I'm grateful for everybody in my life that got me to the park. So, yeah. you know, I've been living on and off with Dre for probably, like, three years now. Yeah. You, you know? were just uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah, so he was in Detroit, and I was going back and forth from Connecticut to Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, every time, you know, it was just times that he was like, man, just pull up. And I'm like, all right, I got this weekend off, so I'm pull up. So we did that. And then when the whole trade happened in Cleveland, um, no, let, let's go back a little bit. Corona hit. Mm. And that was uh, last year, April. You feel me? Let's move fa- fast forward. You feel me? Mm. Um, corona hit. And Dre was like, yo, Drew, um, JBL, you know, the speaker brand wants me to do a quarantine radio. I said, all right, cool. I want you as the DJ. Mm. Say, yo, let me know more about it. You know, now we're in business mode. Me and him are in business yeah, mode. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and one thing about Dre, when he's in business mode, it's like my phone is in the other room and it's just me and him talking. We're really writing stuff down like this paper in front of us mm-hmm. writing stuff down. I respect it. Nothing else matters at that point. Because Nothing else matters. Like, if he gets a phone call, it better be another million-dollar contract hopping on his phone. He's not picking it up. So, he's like, all right, cool. He goes, all right, I'm going to fly you in on Friday. He gave me more time now. I'm going to fly you in Friday. A little bit more than two hours. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, yo, I'm going to pay for your ticket. You feel me? Um, everything. So, I already know what that means. Like, all right, it's go time. So, I'm thinking I'm just staying there for, like, a week, you know? So I bring a little carry-on with me. I bring the carry-on in my book bag and my turntables. Oh, yeah, you have to learn by now, but you got to start bringing more. No, no, no. Listen to this, right? You got to so, start bringing some more. You never know with this situation. So he goes, he goes, yeah, man. It was just a quarantine tough. So the first day that we went on his Instagram Live, we had, like, probably, like, 40K. You feel me? And that's a lot. You feel me? That's a lot. Just on the yeah. live. Like, at, just not even announcing. Just not even announcing. Just going on live. 40K. Boom. JBL liked how the numbers was going and stuff like that. How we did the shows and stuff like that. It was like, all right, could you do every day? It was like, every day for two months. I go, all right, Dre, now I need to get my, now I need to get clothes. He goes, bro, go ahead. So I got my clothes and stuff like that. Go back. Yeah. No, I didn't go back. Hey. Mom Duke, send me clothes. I, I wasn't. <laughs> okay, okay. 
I'm in Miami. Miami's just as worse as Vegas with the yeah. money. So, <laughs> yeah. so I had mom do send me money. I mean, not send me money, send me clothes. So cool. We we going with the show. Now we got special guests. So now I'm on. It's I'm I'm Dre. It's me right behind, right? Mm-hmm. DJing. And then like where you at, it's like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got this in Miami. This is in Miami. Like oh, yeah, you moved. It's, yeah, you're good. we're in Miami, so we're doing a quarantine radio show every single day, giving away prizes, giving away, you know. And even though it said Andre's name on it, my name was like attached to it. So JBO was honestly noticing me, like, all right, we love Drewski, like, we love Drewski's energy, you know. So now I was like, all right, Dre's putting me on to bigger brands than whatever I was on, mm. you know. I'm knowing, I'm getting, you know. I'm getting the followers up. I'm getting every like you know, everything. And this is where I'm putting mixes up. So now, all right, I'm following DJ Drewski, but let me see what DJ Drewski really do. So I had to turn my whole Instagram page into a business page where I had my mixes from the clubs. I had everything. So this is where, cool, we're, we're in Miami, cool. Then he gets the call, hey, I got to go to Cleveland. I said, man, well, listen, if the show's over, the show's over. He's like, nah. You coming with me to Cleveland? Mm. Said, man, I got all this Miami gear. I got nothing but swords. And I gotta go back to Cleveland. <laughs> I gotta go back to Cleveland. Man, we go to Cleveland. As soon as we touch that plane, we are as soon as we touch down in Cleveland. The airport was by the Lake Erie. So it was just right off the lake, just windy. I just remember the plane just going like this, just <laughs> as it's landing, like. Shaking, so I was like, "All right, Dre, like you, <laughs> you feel me? You sure you want to do this?" <laughs> yeah. When we're here, then after that, we was, he was like, "Yo, we got thirty minutes to set up for this show. Like, we still doing the show." I said, "I thought it was canceled." He's like, "No, we're doing it." And and then he's like, "And I'm giving away a thousand dollars." I was like, "Oh shit! All right, cool. We we really doing this show." So JBL was just happy about it. We did the show, everything. I said, "Man." Give me the thousand dollars so I can go get some, <laughs> some clothes. Like, <laughs> oh, no, we was we was just chilling and stuff like that. So Cleveland, he had to go to Cleveland, obviously because of the whole trade situation. Right. And then um, I met another person named Fink, and Fink was a uh, he was damn near that go to guy mm. in Cleveland. Like, all right, cool. A artist or basketball or any any high profile client come listen fink is your tour guy you feel me so he hey i want seafood all right well good we got to go to this seafood spot over here and they're gonna take care of you boom hey listen i want to go bowling all right cool let me call it. like she was uh, basically the assistant in cleveland mm, well, yeah. so he did that so then i'm like man i'm in a news place you know again you know same thing happened like the Dallas type. So I said, yo, let's go to the club. Cool. I go to the club. You know, I'm just talking, whatever, whatever. I didn't even do no DJ bullshit over there or nothing. Like, I was just, all right, let me fill out the vibe in Cleveland. Never been to Cleveland. My first time in Cleveland. Yeah, it's not too many. And, years, I, but... and then Fink put me on to the um, the promoters out there. They was like, yo, you got to check out Drewski on the on quarantine show. Like, he really DJs. And I had DJ battles. So I'm DJing, like, DJ Afizi, who... DJs at club live in Miami. I'm DJing against like 
DJ Don Hot, who does all the Miami concerts. Like, I'm DJing against these guys, and I'm actually, like, winning these DJ battles yeah. on a quarantine show. So I'm getting my name out there, whatever, whatever. And then it was like, yeah, we got him a gig. It was like, all right, cool. I did the gig. Dre pulled up. Boom. Good. So it was to the part where my my name was getting heard out in Cleveland. Mm. So it was like, yo, y'all got to go fuck with Andre Drummond's DJ. like. All and right. at that moment, I just started making my connections and really. All right, so watch this. Who do you think shows more more love? Uh, for you as a DJ, Cleveland or Hartford? Cleveland. Wow. And, I, and I'm 10 toes behind that. I'm 10 toes behind that. Yeah, that's uh, okay. yeah, um, Cleveland had, was open arms to me. Connecticut, you gotta people gotta get used to you before you know. Yeah, but you know what though? I think if I had to guess, a part of that is because you're from Connecticut and you started your yeah. journey here, so that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, but you know, I could be wrong. You have a well, where we from is real grimy though. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a doggy dog world, you know what yeah. I mean? But over there, Cleveland, like. Oh, you got a podcast? Oh, yeah. Listen, anything you need with the podcast, if you need a backdrop, you need it, blah, 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 I got you. Mm. That's how Cleveland is. So now, you know, now that drum is not no more with Cleveland, like, mm-hmm. I'm still getting booked in Cleveland. You know? Hey, I... Hello, Drewski? Mm-hmm. What you doing last weekend of October for Halloween? So nothing. All right, cool. We're going to hook you up with four gigs. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Listen, are you, you down? Yeah, I'm down. All right, cool. I'm going to buy you the ticket right now. Cool. And it's, find really an Air- like that. it's really like that. It's really like that now. And find an Airbnb. Find an Airbnb. I'm, I'm going to send you the payment for it. Like, they move so quick out there. Like, And it's just like, all right, cool. Boom, I touch down. Hey, you, you touch down? All right, cool. I'm going to come pick you up at the airport. Boom, bring me over there. You hungry? Yeah, boom. Like, they cater to me as you would to cater somebody with a high profile. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's motivating, bro. And, so, and- I, 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 I want to put it all into perspective for everyone, right, to, to make sure we all understand what you've done. So, you discovered kind of your, your hobby slash passion, even going back to when you were in middle school. Mm-hmm. Talking about making the those CDs, selling yeah. five dollars, whatever, seventh, eighth grade, going to high school, you know, doing proms, um, and then doing some stuff at UHeart. One of the first ones, you know, you did it for free. And now, yeah. you know, being, you know, moving to Cleveland, you know, going, going, um, you know, to Miami, Dallas, Vegas, and all this. Um, and so, going off all that, man, the 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 final question that I have for you is one that I have for everyone on Define Legacy. And that question is, how do you want to be remembered? Damn. I get that reaction. This man took a sip of water after hearing it. I get the reaction all the time. Like the first, you know, like 90% of the conversation on Define Legacy are very, you know, chill. They're informed. Oh, yeah. This one, this one hit. That question oh. is like, 
Cause, cause it makes you, you know, pause and just, damn, what's, what's, what's life for me? What's, what's your, you know, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> I don't want to be remembered as like the goat or anything, you know, I don't, I don't want to be remembered as that. I want to be remembered as like, Hey, Drewski did, Drewski worked hard, you know? Drewski came a long way. Um, Drewski followed his dream. That's why I want to be, uh, you feel me? That's what I want to be remembered as. Drewski, you followed your dream. You feel me? You stuck with the plan, you know? So that's how I, damn, bro. Yeah, I know, I know, (laughs) know, but but that's what I said. That's what I told you before we started recording. It's, you know, it's a business podcast, but it's, it's still all about legacy, you know? And it's like, all the success, all the money that people might get, you know, all that. At some point, you just got to think. Like, really just think to yourself. Yeah. How do you, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Nah, yeah. It's my legacy. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Drewski followed his dream. That's, you know, he yeah. stuck with it throughout thin and thick. You know, I stuck with it. Like, you feel me? So It's, it's, it's something to think about, too. Um, but if you could, man, so just drop um, all your social medias. If you could, so where people can find you, plug in anything you want, run, run, run wild, man. Um, like I said, name DJ Drewski. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DJ underscore Drewski. That's D R E W S K I. Feel like I'm in the club right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah um, nah. Uh, hit up. Um, hit up my SoundCloud link. Um, SoundCloud.com backslash DJ Drewski. Um, I got all my mixes there. My mix cloud, um, mixcloud.com backslash DJ Drewski, DJ underscore Drewski. Um, yeah. And then that's it. Hopefully I'm in a party near you. You know, we got to link up. Um, I know I'm a busy man. <laughs> I know I'm a busy it's man. A good, it's a good thing though. It's a good yeah. Thing. You see me when you see me, but, um, hopefully we can link up and everything. Um, I'm going to be home for a while. So for sure, for sure, for we, sure. We, we outside. So for sure, for sure, for sure. So, um, on my end, y'all, you know, at Theus Elijah on Instagram and everywhere. Um, and make sure you, you know, follow, subscribe to Find Legacy, wherever you get your podcast, YouTube, all of that. Um, are there any uh, final words you got from um, our, our guest, man, before we uh, let you go? Not really. Just appreciate you for hollering at me and stuff. I know it was short notice and stuff like that. <laughs> I was on the plane okay, when you hey, me up. As long, long as, look, look, it was a dope episode. And I already know people can get something out of it, you know. So nah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just want to make sure to give you your flowers, you know, on the show and make sure, you know, because you appreciate you know, that. Perfect, man. So Appreciate that being that. said, all right, y'all. Peace.